This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Friday. We've made it to the end of the week, folks. Congratulations. Woo! Give yourself a, a pat on the back. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary with you. Rico, what's up? Hello. How's it going? It's going fantastic. I'm feeling good. I've talked myself into You're a good feeling mood. good. I've talked myself into a really good mood. There we go. I couldn't figure out the, the volume on my headphones. I'm glad you, I'm glad you're in a better mood though, Rico. You were kind of in a testy mood earlier today. Was I? Yeah, it seems like you're are you happy? Yeah. Okay, good. I just want to make sure you're you're all good. Should I not be happy? Just welfare check. Just a just I'm a routine. Very, I'm, I'm very happy. Just a routine welfare check. I got KJ's first birthday party tomorrow. Yeah, you got to go home and clean, yep. so you can't come to Cornhusker Bank. No, I cannot. But if you guys can come uh, to Cornhusker Bank on 83rd and O from four to six, DP and Jay will be broadcasting live out there. We'll have Larry the Cable Guy stop by. Open bar, free food. That's the only reason you're going. No, it's not. You want to know why I'm going? Why? I need to grab the equipment for the high school game. <laughs> oh, that's the only reason. That's you're the reason going. I'm going. Wow, not to support, not to support uh, the business you work for. Well, I, I got. Wow. I mean, obviously, I'm going to not to not to you know spread the charm of 93.7 the ticket to anybody who. Stops I will by. say one of my favorite when when they were building the Cornhusker Bank building, I was like, dang, this building looks sweet. So I'm I'm excited to actually be able to go in and and look at it now. Swizzit. Yeah, uh, a lot of stuff coming your way today. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman Text Line. Both those open for you guys the entire show today. Uh, we have, we mentioned it yesterday, we have two rejoins, obviously, coming back from commercial. Exciting. That you guys will love. Um, and, and if you were listening to the show yesterday, you kind of have the inside track onto what one of them are uh, at going into our final segment, so stick around for that. As always, though, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman Text Line, and the Sarder Heyman Jewelers Video Stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Uh, we'll be joined by Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska today at 2.30, or excuse me, one thirty, and different still, times. different times. Uh, at one thirty, he'll uh, kind of break down some of the his thoughts from last weekend, his thoughts going into tomorrow's game, and then also preview a little bit of recruiting breakdown um, going into this weekend because Nebraska has a lot of visitors this weekend. So who should we know? Um, what should we know about all that? Uh, the, we'll we'll break down all that with Zach Carpenter coming up in a couple minutes. So once again, four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line. Uh, Nathan just doesn't respect our space. He really doesn't. Nathan just... The disrespect. Nathan just walks in. What are you doing? Yeah, Nathan just walks in. Who do you in, think you are? Grabs a coin from behind me and acts like no, it's no big deal. If, if we did that in his show... He would lose his mind. He would lose his mind. He would it's, call it's us just called, disrespectful. It's called respecting yeah. your coworkers. And Darn. Nathan just doesn't do it. Darn hokies. Comes in, says that we're dressing ugly today. I thought I looked, I thought I looked pretty fresh today. I like my Rosenblatt shirt. Yeah, it's I like your shirt. Rosenblatt shirt as well. You know, your your hair's combed somewhat? It's not. Well, it looks I mean, it still looks like you got lined up a little bit. I did. So you're good. Last week. Okay. So we're we're going. Just looking fresh as um, always. Um 
Okay, so let's go ahead and get right to this. Jory says this. We always say it's one game, but it's the same problems again. Four years in one game now. Missed tackles, no pass rush, no offensive line progress. Statistical evidence can back up my feeling now. Um, Jory said he's, he, you know, Jory's been one of the Yeah, he's been on one the of the big guys. That's what I was Jory's thinking. Jory's off the bus. Jory, you, you jumped off the bus? Jory jumped ship. Wow. Um, Kidoba guy, Nathan, if, if you can hear this, I hope you can. Do we really care what Nathan thinks? I mean, he is from West Virginia, or is it East Virginia? He's from one of the directional Virginias. I, I do need to talk to him because on the back of West Virginia's helmets last night, it says Country Roads. Take me and I know, I know that's a big deal for, for Nathan about this place. whole Country Road crap. I belong. But West Virginia. Mountain, mountain. The west part of Virginia. Nope, not Western Virginia. <laughs> west Virginia. But either way, um, the, the games last night were really good, Rico. Did you get to watch any of them? I watched the. I know you were at volleyball. Final, yeah, I watched the final quarter, which was really good. Yeah. Uh, the final quarters of West Virginia Pitt and Purdue uh, Penn State. I just spaced on who they were playing. I, I, so Purdue, I saw the puke six. Yeah, the puke six was great. Um, Purdue-Penn State was a great game. And if you think about the Power 5 matchups that have already happened, the college football has been really good so far through the first you know three games of the season for Power 5 versus Power 5 matchups. You had Nebraska-Northwestern last week, which was a 31-28 game, so just a three-point differential. You have Purdue and Penn State, who was a four-point differential, 35-31. to And just, then you had Pittsburgh-West Virginia, that was seven-point differential. And the difference was a... Uh, interception that should not have been an interception. The West Virginia guy should have caught the football. Yep. And then also, if you watch the last couple minutes of that game, the the pass from JT Daniels at the goal line on fourth and I think they had it fourth and sixteen with a couple seconds left. Um, that was eventually ruled incomplete. It was a heck of an effort, and, and it was like there were some good quarter, there was some good quarterback play last night. But then also, I want to talk about the Pittsburgh West Virginia game for a moment because the backyard brawl, the backyard brawl. The quarterbacks have been good this so far through uh, through the first couple games. They have of been football. They have been. I am liking the passing. the The passing has been good, but interesting enough. So in that Pittsburgh West Virginia game, and I, we'll kind of talk about this with Zach a little bit in in our second segment, but. What's interesting is you look back at last year's stats for Pittsburgh, right? Mm-hmm. And you see how many times they threw the ball. They threw the ball as much as anybody in the country. And, and rightfully so. They had Kenny Pickett, who was his 22nd overall pick, and Jordan Asson, who was the Blitnikoff Award winner, and Mark Whipple, right? At, on the offense, those are the three big names. And you saw how often they passed the ball last season. And now you watch last night's game, and they run it 39 times compared to passing it 24. Completely flips and it's, it's like they almost all- like Narduzzi in the offseason. Exactly. Like he wanted to run the ball, and he was upset that his offensive coordinator nixed him on running the That's ball. That's a good point. But no, so what, what's interesting enough, and this is kind of what I'm getting at, is in, in the matters of an offseason, Pittsburgh figured out that they were going to need to flip their identity and switch it, and they now have an identity. Their their identity is we don't like their average per carry was not fantastic last night. I think it was less than 2, Jake said earlier today on when I was doing the spillover on early break and and leading up to the drive with AD and Raf. But they were okay with getting 3 4 maybe 5 yards at a time. Why? Because you make it third and manageable. Mm-hmm. Like if you get 3 yards per carry 
or I guess, you know, four yards once and three yards again, that makes it a third and three. And and that actually opens up your playbook. And I don't need to tell you guys this, but it opens up your playbook quite a bit more because you're able to run a, a nice little crossing route, force the defense into man-to-man coverage, or you can run it if you have a, a decent running game. Why? Because you're averaging over three yards per carry, and that would get you another first down. And so it's one of those things where that's where Nebraska – and I want to talk about rushing the football a little bit in, in a couple minutes here because Nebraska needs to figure out a way to get three, four yards every play so that they can get into third and manageable. Mm-hmm. Don't flip. Don't don't play behind the sticks. Don't don't. Well, you can't you can't keep coming back from from negative plays if 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 every like fifth play is a negative play, it's mm-hmm. not going to be good. So if you can if you're able to just run the ball, just fall forward for three yards on a running play like that's mm-hmm. going to be extremely helpful well even even a third and five like it gives you options where if you're if you're third and nine because you ran the ball on first down and and you uh you only ran it for one yard because you haven't really found success in it or, or found an a purposeful play that works mm-hmm. and then you pass the ball and you try to take a shot get the first down and it's incomplete then you find yourself third and nine, and you're not really making the defense guess. They're yeah, not. No, you're they're not having. It. They're not having to honor both the run and the pass. They're and only they're having just... to honor the pass. And it's like if our if the quarterback, which Casey Thompson, had didn't run a whole lot in the first game, right? It, it was more of if Casey. They're they're sitting there going, if if Casey Thompson wants to run and he tries to get ten yards and it's a fluke and he gets ten yards, then so be it, man. They will you beat us. That. They will yeah. live with that. They're gonna pin their ears back and they're come after your quarterback and that's that's not what you want because then they're just gonna sit back and they're gonna guard the first down and you're not gonna you're you're gonna run into issues, but if you can run the ball at a decent clip a decent clip, even that third and eight, it's like well I mean they're they're probably going to pass it, but they could run. It. Now it's it's also one of those things where and Frost has done this throughout his career and it's one thing to give I I mean this is where I'll give Frost credit um is in previous years Maybe we didn't see this as much on Saturday. On previous years, when when Nebraska's on the plus side of the fifty, you know, let's say they're on the forty-eight or whatever, out of field goal range, but necessarily their special teams hasn't been good enough to pin guys deep. You'll see some conservative play calls on third and eight or third and nine, where in previous years it's been Adrian Martinez draw plays on third and eight. He gets five, six yards, and it's fourth and two, and you go for it. But they have the offense like. This is the conversation I want to get into. They have enough weapons. They have this trio on offense of Casey Thompson, Trey Palmer, Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda, and when healthy, Travis Vokalek is in that mix as well. They have this to where Travis Vokalek presents a massive mismatch for the defense. Big mismatch. And I'm taking Trey Palmer in man-to-man coverage a lot of the time over defensive backs. So if you force if you, if the defense is playing in man coverage, let Trey Palmer run, or even Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, let him run. And when, if Omar Manning can get onto the field, he prevents or he excuse me he presents a mismatch as well. It's one of these things where you have you can look on the field and present mismatches as an offense, but you got to get into situations where you're able to use those strengths and not just when you need to take a shot. It's more of let let the guys run a couple crossing routes. I can't tell you how many times last night. Um, Charlie Jones for Purdue slants, 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 slants. You get your playmakers in space. You and let them make a play. And it's a simple throw for a quarterback. It's not an RPO. It's not that he's ha- like you can obviously run slants with RPO and and things like that. And not saying that Casey Thompson can't handle that that football IQ because we know he can. But it's all it's just more of like you gotta you gotta figure out a way to get your quarterback in a rhythm 
And then when he gets out of a rhythm, like we saw on Saturday, where Casey Thompson maybe struggled a little bit, a couple drop passes, figure out a way with some high percentage looks to get your quarterback back into a rhythm. Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a US-licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. It's not an out route that you have to throw to the long, no. the, the, the deep part of the field, the long side of the field, where you have to put a little extra oomph on it just so it can get there in time. It's not, you know, a curl route where the defender's all over you, and if you put it in the wrong spot, it's probably a pick six. It's just a, just a quick little slant. You know, it can be from the outside. It can be from the slot, and it's just you take the snap, you take a couple steps, and you just drop it off to him right there, and, and you let him get into work. I mean, it, it even – it's it's really what we've been saying for the longest time. Just all all of these years, is every year you you have playmakers. Mm-hmm. You've had playmakers every year. What you need to do is get them the ball in space and let them go to work. Put the ball in their hands and let them make people miss. Because if you've got the ball in your quarterback's hands for too long and you're just asking them to chuck it down the field, and you're asking them to beat somebody one on one. Mm-hmm. I mean that's 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 different. I mean, like you said, I would take Trey Palmer one on one, Travis Vokalek one on one with somebody. Let that's, him go. I don't think Travis Vokalek's ever going to be one on one with somebody. They're always going to have somebody else there. But guess what? He's done a really good job, or he did a really good job in that first game of finding holes in the defense, getting open, and and presenting himself a massive target, presenting himself to Casey Thompson. Where if Trey Palmer, if Isaiah Garcia mm-hmm. Castaneda, if you know Omar Manning, if he plays in this game, Marcus Washington, Wyatt Lever, yeah. you know whoever is on the outside. If they can't get open, if they can't get separation from their man, guess what? You have that massive target sitting in the middle in between some defenders. And and if you toss it up to him, he's, what, 6'4"? He's going to go up and get it. Well, it's either you either find a way to get him the football, or once you do, then the defense has to honor a guy like Travis Vokalek or a guy like Omar Manning with their size, and then you use them as decoys. Like, that, you can can figure, but that all, what does that all require? The ability to make mid-game adjustments. And make make changes to your game, not necessarily game plan, but just be ready for that when it happens in a game. Because if you when you play Northwestern and when you play Nor- uh, Purdue and when you play uh, Wisconsin and Iowa, they're going to be able to adjust. That's what those staffs do. That's how they've made their living winning nine games is mid-game adjustments and shutting down um, some of the biggest threats on the other side. And, and when you're like for in Nebraska's case, it's just one of those things where figure out a way you have multiple playmakers. That's not the question. It's it's the question of, or that's not the problem, excuse me. It's more of finding a way to get the ball to those other playmakers when things go awry or don't go as planned or things switch up on you mid-game. And it just it, It's a frustrating thing to watch every single week because there hasn't been many adjustments yeah. made. Um, 
in, in games in previous weeks. And I understand that everybody wants that guy, like the guy you go to in crunch time, and that's you know something that every team should have. You should have a guy that when things get tight, you go to him. But Nebraska, Nebraska's issue is that they have a lot of guys who are capable of doing a lot of things, and that's not a problem to have. That's actually a luxury is that you have so many guys so that the defense can't really concentrate on one person because you have people who are who have the ability to be game breakers. You have mm-hmm. a lot of guys, and that's exactly what Scott Frost did at UCF is they not one person was the main go-to guy. They yeah. had some guys who you would look at and just say that's the main playmaker, but at the same time, you know, they had tight ends making plays. They had, you know, four wide receivers making plays. They were going through a stable of running backs who were able to take the ball and make people miss and, and you know, gain 20 yards at, at, at any given point during the game. And that's I, – I want to say that's what Nebraska has right now with the amount of running backs and the amount of wide receiver talent that they have. It might mm-hmm. – I, I don't want to – I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. I don't know if they have that in the tight end room, but they definitely have that at the other skill positions on the offensive side of the ball. So what they need to do, as I said, is find a way to get these guys open. Find a way to get the – you know. Not that you have to be more creative. You just sometimes it's just the simplest routes that make sense. Well, it's just it's something you, simple, something quick where you have Casey Thompson take the snap, look, and get the ball out of his hands. Now, if if you were watching that Purdue Penn State game decently close last night, you saw on the final drive Penn State uh, Sean Clifford, who is a quarterback that if you watch him play, he needs to get into a rhythm to be successful. And and give credit to to Clifford and to uh, the offensive staff for Penn State for orchestrating a hell of a drive to end that football game last night because I didn't think they were going to be able to march down the field, but Sean Clifford proved us wrong. And if you noticed, one of their first plays that they ran on that drive was just a simple curl or a simple hook, I guess, on the outside. And then about six plays later, while they were still on that same drive, they faked the hook and the guy went down the field. It's a hook and ladder, I suppose, is what you could call it. I I, I don't know. Stop and go. Stop and go, yeah. And the safety bit, Sean Clifford just overthrew the guy. And it's you can see in that situation, that's where I think like Nebraska last week in the first half did a really good job of setting up plays for future drives in the first half. However, in the second half, you never got into a rhythm. You were never able to complete a high enough percentage of passes. You weren't able to run the football to maybe open up the play action or the bootleg. And they were still trying to run some of those plays in the second half, and the defense wasn't biting on anything because you hadn't found you hadn't found success in in little to nothing earlier in the second half. Just think about how simplistic some of the offenses that have beaten Nebraska have been against against Northwestern. It was a bunch of slant routes that were killing you against against Oklahoma against Michigan last year. The delayed tight end drag route mm-hmm. where he'd block for a little bit and then he would just drag across just a couple yards in front of the line of scrimmage. Nobody was there. You'd get it to your tight end and then he would gain, you know, eight, ten more yards after the catch. Like it's it's I know and and look, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to tell this coaching staff what they need to do because I'm I'm not. I don't I don't know football to the level that any of these guys on this coaching staff know football. But I don't believe, in my opinion, I don't believe you need to overcomplicate things for it to work. If you keep things simple, if you just do if you do the simple things the right way, you should be able to mm-hmm. find success in this league because this is not this the the Big Ten West is not a complicated offensive 
No. Conf- or a division. It, it's it's very simplistic in what everybody does. Purdue and Minnesota probably have the most complicated offenses mm-hmm. outside of you know but, what Nebraska wants to do on this side of the Big Ten. With Purdue, at least, you also have a second-team All-Big Ten quarterback in Aiden O'Connell who's yeah. able to sling it around. And we don't know. Maybe we don't. I'm not ready to say that Casey Thompson is to that level yet because, let's be honest, at the end of the day, Nebraska lost on Saturday. Unfortunately, they, they they lost on Saturday. Unfortunately, and that's kind of how things are measured in this in this business uh, is wins and losses. And if you need you know questions about that, ask Adrian Martinez. And he set multiple records here, but he didn't win games. Mm-hmm. And and so that that kind of leaves a blemish on your resume. And and thinking back, and this is the last point that I'll make before we get to Zach. Thinking back to Scott's comments about being more creative on offense and things like that. He specifically was talking about the running game, and I think he's got he's on to something there. I I truly think he's on to something when you talk about being more creative in the running game because Nebraska doesn't have the interior line play to where they can just run it up the middle and they'll get six seven yards. They they just don't, and we we found that out Saturday um, against a a decent Northwestern defensive line. But you're going to see a lot more defensive line a lot more quality defensive lines in the in the future when you're playing a gauntlet of a Big Ten West schedule. So it's one of those things where Nebraska does need to be more creative, whether that's running inside, running outside, um, putting the receivers in motion. The downfield blocking's got to be coordinated and ready to go. So I, I think Scott Frost is on to something there when he talks about they got to figure out ways to be more creative in the running game. This, this, this game should not be need creativity against North Dakota watching them play they, they no. want to bring a lot of pressure they're going to bring pressure on, on a lot of plays they're going to blitz so this is going to be a good test for your well, offensive line to see if they can if they can hold up to that but what they're going to do in the secondary is play zone yeah they're going to play zone you don't need to get creative again you need to find the holes you need to find the holes as the wide receiver and the wide receivers and, and Casey Thompson need to be on the mm-hmm. same page as you know as I'm saying they need to find that hole and stop. Let's you sit in that, and Casey needs to know he's not going to continue his route here mm-hmm. because he's going to run into another defender. So I need to know, as Casey Thompson, the receiver needs to know as themselves that this is where you're going to stop. This is where your quarterback is going to hit you. Let's also be honest um, that the way that North North Dakota is going to be able to stay in this game is if they provide they bring pressure and they make Nebraska uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's the only way that North Dakota is going to be still in this game by the third or fourth quarter. And Because from depth standpoint and from just, just sheer talent, you would hope that Nebraska is able to escape this one. Let's go ahead and take a break. We're running a couple minutes late. We'll get to uh, Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska coming up next to preview North Dakota and a little bit of a recruiting watch this weekend as well as Nebraska has quite a few visitors visitors coming to the stadium this Saturday. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Happy Hour on the Ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.